It's lights out and away we go. Welcome to The Pit Straight. I'm Jack Swansea, the host of the podcast that you're listening to right now. And joining me, making his Pit Straight debut, is FrontStretch.com contributor Jeffrey Boswell. Jeffrey, how are you feeling coming in for your first podcast? Uh, well, not only is this my first Pit Straight podcast, it's my first podcast, period. So a little nervous, a little excited. So ready to talk. That's good. I, I think you're going to be a natural already, just in my not quite expert opinion here. Hope um, you're right. And to, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to The Pit Straight. And while, of course, we're currently experiencing uh, tweet rationing, uh, once regular service does resume on the Bird app, you can follow FS Open Wheel for Front Stretch's Formula One and IndyCar updates. That's letter F, letter S, and the words Open Wheel. So Jeffrey and I are recording this not long after the conclusion of the Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring. Um, however, we don't quite have the full results yet uh, as we're awaiting final word from the FIA on a legion of track limit related penalties. Um, but the good news is we are not planning to recap the full Austrian Grand Prix on this podcast, uh, a race dominated, though not entirely, by Max Verstappen, of course. Um, if you do want full coverage of the event, check us out on the web at frontstretch.com. Instead, Jeffrey and I are going to tackle one pressing topic from the world of Formula One this week, and that is Alpha Tauri, currently last in the Constructors' Championship with just two points. Um, the Red Bull-owned junior team based out of Faenza, Italy. Uh, it's been reported by Autosport that Red Bull uh, senior figure Dr. Helmut Marco uh, has said that Scuderia AlphaTauri name will not be on the grid in 2024 as part of the wider Red Bull corporate restructuring that follows uh, the death of company founder Dietrich Mateschitz in October of last year. So, Jeffrey, I guess the question is, what should Red Bull do with AlphaTauri? What is the point of AlphaTauri anymore? That's a very good question. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a total overhaul, which is probably what they need to do. I'm I'm sure neither of the drivers, DeVries or Sunoda, are going to be whatever this team rebrands as uh, in 2024. Um, so I don't think they're going to be a, a, I guess you'd call it a feeder team for the main Red Bull team. Um, I've heard them called a junior team. So I'm assuming that's where they're headed. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so good point on bringing up feeder team versus junior team. Um, because when what was then Scuderia Toro Rosso rebranded as Alpha Tauri for the 2020 season, there was a lot of talk of them no longer being a junior team. Instead, uh, the words sister team were thrown around quite a lot. Um, and apart from a sixth place finish in the constructor standings in 2021, th that, I mean, that never really came to pass, did it? The, the 
AlphaTauri cars were never really able to compete with the Red Bulls, even when Red Bull hadn't built the most dominant car. I mean, and and now it's it's I think it's become completely divorced from from the Red Bull power structure because you look at Red Bull Racing winning every race this year, leading the standings, and then AlphaTauri with their two drivers very much bringing up the rear, especially given the the recent updates to the Williams. So, right, I, I, I definitely want to talk about the the two drivers, but on a I guess a fundamental level. The point was, it was to develop talent for the main Red Bull team. But since since Perez was hired, and and I I certainly would think that Tsunoda and DeVries haven't put in the numbers to put any pressure on Red Bull to replace Perez. Do you think that just taking those two drivers out and putting two new ones in will sort of justify the existence of this whole project? I believe so. I I really, I I think they have to change drivers. I think DeVries is uh, all but gone. Um, It it (laughs) seems like I heard he was given three, four races to improve. I know he had a better than normal race for him in Austria, but um, I think he's he's gone. Uh, Sunoda just uh, what I know about him is he's known for being. Uh, I, I know him for his dis- disrespectful rants on the radio when something doesn't go his way during a race, which seems to happen a lot. Um, but it seems like uh, you know since the ascension of Max Verstappen, it seems like everybody's out there looking for the next. Uh, teenage superstar i think that's kind of where what alfatari was going for early on in their existence looking for that uh next superstar but as we've seen they're not that easy to come by i mean i, I know some of these young drivers were probably uh not fa- not unfairly labeled the next for stopping or, or what have you but they stopping is just too good to uh find anyone comparable right now and so as far as AlphaTauri being or this team being a feeder team, that I don't think that's going to even happen. Yeah, and like you said, they're uh, so far removed from Red Bull now that they're kind of standalone, I guess. Whatever they uh, emerge as, yeah, because it's almost a it's almost a fool's errand to try to find the next Verstappen because the the first Verstappen's already here and he shows no signs of slowing down and. It, I mean, for a team to find a, a talent like this, he is generational, and it's it's going to be very very difficult to be able to replicate that. But when you think right. about uh, Alfatari's previous incarnation, Scuderia Toro Rosso, I mean, they had Sebastian Vettel, who was who won the first race for a Red Bull owned team for Toro Rosso in two thousand and eight. Um, just you know, Daniel Ricardo. Uh, who is almost ironically the the lead candidate to replace DeVries mid-season uh, and make his return, his return after a decade to to this team. Um, Daniel Kvyat, even like even a Daniel Kvyat would be 
uh, a step up from a Nick DeVries. And I'm, I'm half surprised we haven't heard Fiat's name mentioned uh, as a potential replacement because he seems he it, Fiat does sort of have that habit of always popping back up in that car. Yeah. Um, important to to mention that Helmut Marco also uh, earlier this year admitted that Red Bull was considering just completely selling the team to one of the many. Uh, conglomerates that want to to enter formula one but decided not to and this uh the renaming selling the naming rights and expanding the team's presence in the uk uh as opposed to the the original headquarters which they're still operating from in in faenza in italy uh where the team was born as minority in in the 1980s um, so they, the rumor was that they were going to close the headquarters in Italy, sell the team completely. Now they're going to keep the team and expand the presence in the UK, but but not move over completely. And to me, it seems like that's almost a unnecessary half step. Um, it, it it seems is like the, the, just the amount of money it takes for, for Red Bull, the company, to maintain two Formula One teams, which, which remember, they bought two Formula One teams over the span of about a year uh, between 2005 and 2006, or sorry, between 2004 and 2005, they, they entered the sport in 2005-2006, but to continuously maintain this, one of which is uh, as sort of rumor has it, paying for itself completely with sponsorship that and dominating the sport. And the other one is last. Uh, I mean, I guess the sort of maybe my last thoughts in this particular form are that if Red Bull Racing is the best team in Formula One, which they are right now, why do they need to have a junior team if they can just hire whatever driver they want to fill the second car? Because, I mean, even if you're someone like Charles Leclerc as the lead driver for sort of a a team that's noticeably behind Red Bull, even if you're a little scared of going up against Verstappen, this is the only chance to drive a car that can win a championship right now. Right. Yeah, you know, and maybe they still want to have the possibility that they discover the next uh, Verstappen. So maybe they want to hang on to that so-called junior team just in case that person comes along and they, and they, you know, a little luck would be involved as opposed to, like you said, just, just paying whatever they need to for a driver who can win the championships. I think it means a little, means a little more when you can win with someone you develop from the get go. Um, So I think there's a little bit of pride involved in it. And the fact that, you know, they did this with Verstappen. They just they discovered and signed him early when he was a teenager. Lightning usually doesn't strike twice, but it it could happen. So I kind of think that's red a little bit of Red Bull's thinking in this whole scenario. Yeah, that is something I hadn't considered. Because what we generally sort of in in f1 media you hear about and talk a lot about the sort of corporate culture of mercedes as the previous dominant institution in f1 but red bull's 
sort of corporate culture has led them down the route to success, although they haven't really talked about it too much. And you, you, don't, you don't hear, uh, with the exception of sort of the, the negatives, when a driver does leave the, the driver program, you do hear Verstappen talk a lot about how and how much he enjoyed and Alex Albon talked about it as well that how much he enjoyed working at Red Bull you don't hear too many about the specifics but maybe it's just something that to which we aren't privy the the inner workings of a highly successful Formula One team and also the significantly less successful uh team that supports it one one last question or, or sort of addendum to this question is because while we are waiting for the results from Austria, the IndyCar results from mid-Ohio have come in. Uh, and Alex Pillow has now won three IndyCar races in a row and four of the last five. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's correct. Three IndyCar races in a row and four of the last five. He is dominating a series that has been quite competitive over the last few years. Yeah, he is. Is he is he is he going to be driving for whatever this team is called in twenty twenty four? Well, I would say either that team or McLaren. Um, McLaren I, in heard, IndyCar or an F one or F one McLaren. Um, that's kind of a rumor I've just saw on the internet that. Um, but but I, I'm not sure about it, the uh, AlphaTauri team. Um, yeah, I, I I'm sure that's a that's a possibility that he would he would be the man for one of those seats. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, it's tradition to end an episode of the pit straight with the two hosts completely <laughs> agreeing on something, um, and I'm. I'm happy to to say you you fit right in <laughs> um, because I completely agree. Alex Plo has okay. proven himself worthy of a seat at the pinnacle of motorsports. And while I think the soon to be formal soon to be former Alpha Towery team is sort of the easy place to slot him in. If I'm any team with a a second seat that's sort of getting a little hot, I'm I got to look at Plo because. What right. he's doing in that car is unbelievable, and and also as a as a fan, as an IndyCar fan and a Formula One fan, you want to you want to see how that top driver in IndyCar comes over to F1 and how he stacks up against um, the established F1 drivers because uh you know it's been done before and I, I don't think the IndyCar drivers impressed a whole lot if I'm thinking correctly, but I, I would yeah. like to see the top guy in IndyCar come over to F1 and show them what he's got. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always in favor of uh, cross motorsports pollination, which is why I am yeah. so excited uh, in a, a few short hours, hopefully, hopefully a few short hours, um, to watch V8 Supercars Shane Van Gisbergen in the NASCAR Chicago Street Course. Oh, yeah. um, starting starting third, I believe. Yeah, that's the his worst result in a NASCAR session is third. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so with that, um, this is goodbye from us here at the Pit Straight. Jeffrey, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? No, just uh, 
Thanks for having me on this, Jack, and everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, check out frontstretch.com. Jeffrey, the pleasure is all mine, and just let me second that to the audience. Check out frontstretch.com. Bye-bye.